0: come no. to you to get out to the rest of the am live listeners. listen yo, 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 yo. yo, yo. listen oh, you you said' too you just had to go there you just had to go there we are talking oh, about you know wade I this I morning can... get shame get on, on you, you. we need to get rid of us and we need to <sighs> use somebody we need somebody new can... get somebody anyone please help us <sighs> but the great news this morning that Wade... Uh, Nika, what an exceptional run! I was up, Sakina. I don't know about you, I was up. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, Clive, the world's third largest economy, Japan, uh, seeing a zero quarterly growth for uh, that uh, third quarter. Uh, what's going on there for at least for the quarter April to June? Well, we're not surprised to see that, Sakina. Remember that uh, obviously the vote came in way after the quarter had been done. The stimulus, which is the Abenomics. Uh, 2.0 was introduced at the end of that period. So we're not necessarily surprised. However, what did surprise a lot of people was the rate at which it grew. And I think that was a bit of a concern for them. After the first quarter recorded a growth of 2%, we expected at least uh, a growth of around about one5 to 1.8%. That did not happen. And we know why, because in actual fact, when they did the vote, and ask for more stimulus uh, from the Bank of Japan. One of the things that the government mentioned, was, uh, the finance ministry mentioned, was the fact that they need stimulus to try and actually increase on uh, productivity. Uh, secondly, to try and make sure that the export numbers are also uh, increasing and uh, to bring down prices for goods locally so that they can sell to the consumer. who's still under pressure, by the way, in the Japanese market. So it has been a very, very tough year for the Japs. Uh, despite that, they still hold on to that number three spot as the third world's, uh, third biggest uh, economy in the world. So uh, the potential breakthrough technology um, uh, that they've been trying to work on, things that they've tried to, to put into place, seemingly are taking much longer than they anticipated. Uh, things like uh, Shinzo Sakina is starting to lose so favour, in actual fact with some of the commentators on the economic front. Yet we're still not deterred. We're still thinking that if the stimulus does continue, remember we're talking about uh, close to about uh, $16 trillion Yen that has been asked for from the Japanese finance ministers uh, to say that they want to stimulate this particular economy, and perhaps after that, we might see a different Akira, well, and just looking at the Asian shares overall, showing some recovery of losses there. Yeah, there, there has been some losses. If you look at the shares, the losses are uh, the Asian shares had a mild setback uh, for the one year peak as continuous increase in Chinese stocks helped offset some of the news in Japanese economic growth. Uh, Chinese blue chip companies. Uh, the, the, the index there, it's called the CSI 300 index, uh, that went up by 1.3%. Obviously, now, if we calculate this, we're taking out Japan because that didn't do relatively well. So if you look at the MSCI Asia-Pacific outside of Japan, that was steadily up by nearly 1.4%, which was quite positive. And then all the easing has pushed, obviously, rich bond yields. Are dramatically lower and driven investors uh, to seek higher returns in long-term debt and emerging markets so what we normally see sakina for these margins to do this well it would have to be in the fact that the asian markets the emerging market within the asian markets did relatively well and strengthened uh, obviously over the weekend and early on this morning we started to see those results i uh, out of Indonesia, uh, and I've showed the export numbers that increased quite nicely, and they've continued to do very well. The tourism numbers out of Singapore looking very strong as well. So those also contributed quite significantly. And obviously a slightly weaker dollar as well contributed uh, to the positive results that we're seeing on the Asian market this morning. And then uh, there seems to be somewhat of a revolution going on at Nissan, uh, talking about a petrol engine that could make the diesel engines obsolete. What's going on there? You know who to do is, they, they sponsor, Cardassus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just uh, where where <laughs> are you going with this? Shakira, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, Nissan uh, came out with a brand new engine. Uh, it's a petrol-based engine, but it's said to be a revolution because it's going to replace the standard diesel engine that we have today. Now, why would you want the petrol engine to compete with the diesel engine? It's very simple, the carbon emissions that we've been talking about that have affected VW have always been a threat. Now, uh, the, this car maker, Nissan, believes it has come up with a technology that obviously will be much more efficient uh, than the diesel engine. Why do people prefer diesel engines? And sometimes it has to do with that turbo injector that they have. Uh, which definitely helps the car to run a bit smoother. And some people believe that it's actually less uh, 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 um, uh, uh, that it has less emissions uh, than your ordinary petrol uh, uh, engine. So this particular technology is set to revolutionise the way that we've been looking at engine uh, diesel engines, and it might replace. Uh, the technology of uh, the diesel engine that we know today, uh, as it is obviously going to be much cheaper as well and far more efficient. So we look forward to seeing it. I don't know what it's going to look like. I hope they don't call it the Duke